to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. I'm Jeff Peterson, inviting you to join Soundwalk Echoes founder Don Prisby and me as we recall the beauty of our Catholic legacy through music, art, scripture, and story. Let's take a song walk. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. In the love of God, in the presence of your friends, we bless you. Bless you. In the love of God, in the presence of your friends, we bless you. Bless you. May the light and the peace of the Holy Spirit come and fill the heart of this faithful one with love. Go into the world that is so thirsty for the love we share. You shall renew the face of the earth. Go into the world that is so thirsty for the love we share. You shall renew the face of the earth. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. In the love of God, in the presence of your friends, we bless you. Bless you. In the love of God, in the presence of your friends, We bless you, bless you. Nice, little harmonics at the end there. I love it. That is Songwalk founder, author, songwriter, and chanteur. Don Frisbee with Go Into the World, an original work composed and performed right here to give sound to the fifth of Song Walk Echoes Principles, which is a life of virtuous reality, inspired by St. Thomas Aquinas and the Cardinal Virtues, which we're going to talk a lot about today. Uh, But in case uh, any of you missed any of the previous episodes, uh, and if you haven't, then you know that we spent this whole first season of the Songwalk Echoes podcast, going through each uh, of Songwalk's five principles, and we've discussed them just like everything in the Songwalk Echoes platform through the four dimensions of music, art, 
story and scripture. So music. Oh, Don, I love that song, uh, and I'll tell you exactly why. Um, and I love that you came back to the 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 first verse or the or the the, the familiarity of the first line. Anyway, it starts with something like you know, may the blessings of the Lord be upon you, which sounds like an ending. You know, when you hear sort of songs of blessing, they're sort of like, all right, thanks everybody for coming. May the blessings <laughs> yes. of the Lord. But 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 you, uh, as the song unfolds, there's action in that song. You know, there's that's a that's a sending song, and so but but it's all but it comes back to the blessing. So it's a very active blessing, and I think it's just so appropriate for this principle uh, that you've identified, which is living, uh, not just having, but living a life of virtuous reality. So so talk to us about that song and how it really came together for you. The song was inspired by the Curcio movement. And it is the, at least the first refrain is borrowed from their prayer that they've prayed over many people, including myself. Um, There's nothing like that to have a room full of people putting their hands on you and blessing you. It's, It's just very powerful. So in some regard, I just needed to quiet myself and remember how that felt and, and to write about that. The second verse you know, may the light and peace of the Holy Spirit come and fill the heart of this faithful one with love. Um, that that just was another extension of how I felt mm-hmm. when I was being blessed by a community of, of of virtuous people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's let's take virtue then and <clears throat> living this life of, of virtuous reality, not a, as you and I have kind of joked, not a virtual. Right. reality, <clears throat> but a virtuous reality, make the connection for us uh, to St. Thomas Aquinas and the cardinal virtues and how that really helped crystallize this principle for you. Well, contextually, I, I would like to say that uh, I'm not being, I'm not finger wagging when I say, let's move from a life of virtual reality <laughs> to a life of virtuous reality. That's it okay, seems, I'll, I'll finger wag. That <laughs> seems so condescending, but I, I don't mean it that way. Though we do live in a world of virtual reality yeah. where we spend a lot of time, not face to face, but in the, digi- in the digisphere talking to one another. So when I say moving from virtual reality to virtuous reality, I'm, I'm inspired to say it's, it's moving down, it's moving from our current state, whatever that might be, into a more, a, a deeper, more genuine, more intentional interaction. And that's where we get into a life of virtuosity. Mm-hmm. And I have modeled that on Aquinas' teaching. Aquinas, you know, whenever I heard of Aquinas prior to my doing my own study, it always seemed very unreachable and very lofty. The Summa Theologica, how could I ever read that? But I, the idea of the virtues are the virtues are the roadmap for our moral decision making. So in in our curriculum thus far, we've we've talked about moral formation and moral decision making, and we've seen. You know how that can be if we believe that we're made in the image and likeness of goodness, if we believe that we would conform our lives to Christ through the Beatitudes, if we believe that we would make space for grace th- through those dynamics of our, of, our, of our active faith, if we would embrace Mary and her quiet disposition and her yes, 
um, what was left, well, I thought, well, I would just use my reasoning to make good decisions, mm-hmm. and that seemed to be fine for me mm-hmm. until I read about and read through Aquinas these this language, this way of thinking that would help me become a more virtuous person. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the virtue of prudence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and, and we've talked about prudence in, in other contexts as well, and because prudence is uh, one of those words that I think sometimes gets a bad rap uh, when we talk about being prudent or we talk about, you know, um, prudish people, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we, <laughs> we don't afford them a lot of, it's not necessarily a real grace-filled word. How do you see prudence as really being, it's almost like fluoride in toothpaste, it's the activating ingredient or, or a little bit of a fulcrum between the sets of virtues, those that we're blessed with and those that we actually have to act on. How do you see prudence? Prudence is, one of, is the first of the, of the cardinal virtues, mm-hmm. the four cardinal virtues. And cardinal means hinge. It hinges the theological virtues to our day-to-day active life. How are we going to make the decisions to be moral people. So the cardinal virtues help us do that. And prudence being the first one is so powerful. And I used to think that prudence was kind of a wimpy word too. Mm-hmm. But prudence, according to Aquinas, is prudence is the executor of the conscience. You know, We've started this whole yeah. uh, time together talking about the first principle that that conscience, we are imbued with a conscience that begs us to choose good over evil. Prudence, the prudent person, is is the person that is the executor of that call. I will choose good over evil, and how will I do that? There are three elements to prudence that, that are helpful to think about. One is, is discernment and deliberation. To consider the moment, you know, all presuming that we're going to orient our lives to the good. Mm-hmm. So d- discernment and deliberation of the moment. Second is judgment. Make a judgment on that. And third, act. Mm. That's very powerful, mm-hmm. especially today when mm-hmm. there's so much relativism and question about what is truth and who should I follow. You know, to be quiet and, and to anchor ourselves, at Jeff, as you and I have invited our listeners over the last several episodes how do we anchor ourselves and 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 reflect how can we as prudent people the executor of our conscience how can we deliberate the matter make a judgment on it and act yeah yeah to then make the connection as we move away from the m the music and now we're going to move into art so the art that you chose to visualize help us visualize this principle uh is very famous uh, it's a, and it's our first 3d version of art here on the, the songwalk echoes podcast it's the statue of saint peter at saint peter's basilica in rome so peter you know peter you know is very relatable for us uh in maybe sometimes maybe not always demonstrating the kind of prudence that you just described so how do you connect peter now to this, to this principle, and specifically that piece of art. I chose that piece of art because it is in St. Peter's Basilica, and we've talked a lot about art that is, is Rome-related, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Sistine Chapel, the uh, window 
in, in St. Peter's. So that, that statue is there. Yet what is unique about it is that it's a bronze statue that people have, uh, they, there's a tradition when you visit it to, to touch one of its feet. And there's the one foot more than the other that has been touched so many times over these many hundreds of years that the bronze has just been polished smooth. Yeah. And you can't see the foot anymore. And, and to me, that's so metaphorical of what is it like um, when you and I are, are virtuous people and we, we choose that over and over and over in our lives, that, that it becomes less kind of a mechanical external thing and more just part of our character. Yeah. So that we, we ourselves have been molded, molded by several decisions, several touches of virtue to be smooth and 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 pure perhaps mm-hmm, for sure. but i just love peter i love his imperfections mm-hmm. and 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 it also helps us as catholics look at our own faith tradition and say you know what we're all human mm-hmm. we're trying yeah well and peter never gave up he kept he kept taking his at bats and i think a lot of us sometimes when we fail and we know that we failed we end up we end up going to a plan b you know and peter mm-hmm. never Peter never had a plan B, which I think is great, and and neither neither should we. So you talk about um, Jesus uh, meeting with Peter and kind of sending him off on his way, and that's a good segue into the scripture uh, that you've identified for this principle, Don. So this comes from the book of John, chapter seventeen. We're going to pick it up at verse six here, where Jesus is is really he's talking to his Father in heaven by saying, "I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of this world. They belong to you." And you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know everything you gave me is from you, because the words you gave to me I have given to them. And they accepted them, and truly understood that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them, I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours. And everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine, and I've given and I've been glorified in them. And now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world while I am coming to you. Holy Father, here it comes. Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one just as we are. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them. And none of them was lost except the son of destruction in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming to you. I speak this in the word, then the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of this world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. And you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. So a little bit longer than than some of our other scripture pass, passages, but I, but Don, I love, I love that um, because as I listen to it and as I read it, it really it really delivers home this this notion of go go for you know keep these guys here because they've got work to do. They have your work to do. I'm coming to you, but these men that you've given to me need to stay here and continue now the work which is really this virtuous life this virtuous living it's not it's not a 
It's not a life of sitting, it's a life of doing and living. A couple of things on that thought, Jeff. You know, back to the song, you know, the song says, go into the world that yeah. is so thirsty for the love we share. So that idea of being sent. Um, the other piece in terms of our time together here in season one, we began it by uh, being welcomed to uh, align with the creator by being made in his image and likeness. And now we are being sent by the sun. We are being sent. Yeah. And, and today's focus is on, on virtu- virtuosity and the virtues. And, and how do we do that then? How, as free, rational beings, how do we do that? And, and St. Thomas gives us the language for that as in to be prudent, to be the executor of our conscience, to choose good over evil, and to do that through the other three virtues, mm-hmm. justice. Mm-hmm. You no, know, justice is about giving others their due. And simply put, for our listeners, in terms of justice, I would, like, I would invite us all to think about how do we praise God as, his, as praise is due to God, how do we revere our parents and our family as reverence is due to them? Mm-hmm. And how do we respect virtuous people as respect is due to them? Yeah. So that's, that's justice. Next is fortitude. So we're the executors of our conscience to have fortitude. What does that mean? Just to summarize it would be, do I have holy boldness? Do I have holy boldness that will allow me in times of suffering and ambiguity to be patient, to persevere, and then to move forward with confidence and magnificence. Now I want to talk about confidence with faith, confide, to step out with Mm. faith in magnificence, to fice magna, to make great. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm a person of fortitude, I have patience, I will persevere, and in holy boldness, I will act with confidence, with faith, to make great. And then lastly, in terms of our, our journey of the virtues, um, to be prudent with moderation, with, um, with temperance. Yeah. How do I make moral commitments based on my base appetites and my base desires? Um, We all have them, and they present them to to us in many ways. But as a rational, moral person, how do I make decisions with those base desires to orient them to the good? Mm -hmm. So we could talk forever about Aquinas, but just for the sake of our time together here, it's how can we be the executors of our conscience to choose good over evil? And how do we orient our lives to the good through justice, yeah. fortitude, and temperance? Yeah. Well, and I love how, I love how you make, because we've heard those words uh, of Aquinas and, and, and in the context of the cardinal virtues. And I think... What's, what's so great about the way you dimensionalize them for those that are listening and those that want to read more and do more within the Songwalk platform itself 
is it just they make they, they you make them very real. You know, you it, they become very tangible. You take them, uh, you know, a little bit down from the lofty, you know, kind of the thirty thousand foot, oh, you know, whatever <laughs> prudence, the temperance, and you just bring them down to the to the everyday. How 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 else? Because I know you've done. You're a master correlator of things and and because you've also kind of connected this model to even like just how we think how our how our brains are wired right i mean and that that's just another way to think about in terms of good and evil and fight and flight and those things talk a little bit about how you also can we can see this virtuous living through i mean almost a almost a biological uh kind of sense in doing that it also gives us permission to be kind to ourselves mm. because, oh, I wish I could be virtuous, but I just can't. Be kind to yourself. And the reason I say that is this. We are wired as human beings. It's, it's, it's primal. It's back in our brain in an area called the amygdala. We've heard of the fight or flight response, right? If, if the saber-toothed tiger comes out and attacks us, we either have to fight it or run from it. Run from it. It's an it's a response that is embedded in us, in our DNA, mm. thousands of years back, millions of years back. It's the way we're wired. It is easier for us to be defensive, critical, um, destructive, um, intolerant. Mm. It's easier for us to do that because that's how we're wired. Yeah. It's the harder part to wait, look, deliberate, judge, act, be quiet, be ready as Mary was, right? Mm -hmm. To have the courage of the rich young man to say, well, I've got everything I need here, but there's something more. Let me yeah. ponder that. Or the, or the blind man, I want to see. There's something I want to see. We need to be kind to one another and to ourselves because it is our base instinct to attack yeah. or, flee, or flee. The virtuous person takes the harder road. Yeah. The virtuous person is able to stop, consider, and act versus react. It's a long play. You shared with us in a previous episode that the rich young man is easier yeah. for him yeah. just to keep his stuff and to bail yeah. out. Yeah. It would have been the harder choice for him to to embrace the Beatitudes, and, and maybe that's why he couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we always uh, close our episodes here, Don, with uh, what we call the Songwalk Echo Point, and... Uh, uh, this is we've covered a lot of territory here, just in this one episode. Um, but I'm going to challenge you to try to bring it all together here, and kind of the one thing that you'd ask, or maybe encourage our listeners, ourselves, to take away from this from this fifth principle uh, of living a life of virtuous reality. This will be an echo of a previous <laughs> echo. <laughs> Let's spend some time as we have already thinking about our unique giftedness and our unique call in our lives. But let's spend some more time thinking about how do I orient my life to the good? 
how this week will I orient my life to goodness? Mm -hmm. And in the context of our conversation today, how will I pause and take some time and get beyond my animal instinct to respond right away to orient my life to goodness, to the good of goodness Mm -hmm. and to the good of the other person or matter that is facing me. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Don, for another great one. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. Even though this was our fifth principle, uh, we got one more episode. We're going to wrap her all up for everybody with a conclusion to a season one here. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and in the meantime, keep a song walk in your own heart for the beauty and the brilliance of our Catholic faith. You've been listening to the Song Walk Echoes podcast. For small group resources related to this podcast and more, visit songwalkechoes.com.